Welcome back to Voices at Play, an actual play podcast focused on games by marginalized creators played by marginalized people. Today, playing with me, we have Peridot. Hi, I'm Peridot. My pronouns are they, them. I'll be playing Aerie. Their pronouns are she or they, and their familiar Deborah pronouns are she or they as well. You can find me on Twitter at Tune Elemental, and that's Tune like cartoon. Also, we have Ray. Hey, I'm Ray. My pronouns are he, him. I'll be playing Hidden Luster, whose pronouns are he, him, and his familiar Tezo, who uses she, her. You can find me on Twitter at DarkDragonsIn. I'm also the face behind Voices at, the Twitter account for this show. And also with us, we have a guest player, James D'Amato. Hello, heroes. My pronouns are he, him. I am going to be playing Washer, whose pronouns are also he, him, and Washer's familiar Buggy, who, for convenience, we'll call he, him. You can find me at OneShotRPG on Twitter, or find my various projects at OneShotPodcast.com. I am Marquez. My pronouns are he, him. I am a player and GM also on Tabletop Potluck, another actual play podcast, which can be found on all social media platforms at Tabletop Potluck. Today, we will be playing Familiars of Terra by Elizabeth Chai Predicle of Angry Hamster Publishing. Familiars of Terra is a unique card-based tabletop RPG centered around the Seekers and their animal companions, following their calling and pursuing their destiny for better or worse. So without further delay, let's get back into it. You have found yourself in the midst of a fight, uh, Aerie. All right. Uh, the other two of you can join in against this rather sure. large bear. It is uh, definitely uh, powerful enough to warrant it. <laughs> warrant uh, all three of you fighting it. So, so what? What? What are we? What? What's happening right in this moment? Uh, so yeah, you guys are. So you just found the sheet of paper that mm-hmm. uh, proves that the registration guy was lying to you. And then this bear shows up. Uh, uh, I think I I think Tezo is going to rush up onto my shoulder, wrangling the paper and just be like, and then I am going to turn around and with all of this kerfuffle happening in front of me, uh, just turn to the others and say, you handle this. And then I'm going to rush after fresh. I'm going to run away, uh, and I'm going to try and find Magna. Okay. Oof. All right. So it's the two of you versus the bear. Okay. I think we can handle this. I'm glad you're confident. Which of your two familiars has the highest agility? Uh, mine is nine. I am at eleven. Okay. Uh. Buggy is a fast boy. Yep. Uh. So. Buggy, you uh, get to go first. So basically, you're going to draw your hand of four, and you're going to put one down. I will do the same. And then if you want to use any powers in the combat, uh, you can do so if you want to use it before or uh, after or at any time, just depending on what the power dictates. Yeah, so I just took all the different levels of sabotage. 
Oh, okay. And I think I think that's like removing cards from opponents' hands, right? So you can use it before or after. And okay, so you want to see my hand, or so you get to? Would you like to use this? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? I've got the power. I might as well use it. So I will look at your hand and decide which card they will play during uh, our turns here. Okay, uh, I have an ace, a five, an eight, and a jack. It looks like you're going to be playing that ace, bud. Hi, that makes sense. Uh, so I'm going to put that face. <laughs> oh, wait, or, or wait, wait. Is it low cards good or high cards uh, good? So in combat, it's just the person who has the highest number wins that round. And then you yeah. describe what happened. So an ace is low in this game. So correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I did it right. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you did it right. That would have been unfortunate. Oh, yeah, you get the best card. I want a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. Uh, so what did you play, Washer? Um, so, well, knowing that, I am probably going to take the highest card that I have in my hand and get it out of the way. I'm playing a nine. Well, you probably want to keep the highest card because if you... Oh, wait, the high card is good. That's right, the high card is good. Correct. I'm playing a three. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I play a three to be my one. Uh, hey, okay. uh, so you deal one damage to the bear. Uh, how would you like, uh, Buggy to deal this damage? So how does that scene play out? Because you've also got to explain how the sabotage happened, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is like, it is a sabotage. What happens? Uh, Buggy and Washer are kind of squaring off against this large bear. Um, and Buggy has immediately put his hand, his little paws behind his back, uh, and they like quickly run down the back of his body off of his tail and move over to uh, this gutter that is on like one of these uh, facades built into the side of the mountain near them. Uh, and the hands start unscrewing uh, screws that are holding the gutter up there. Uh, and this gutter, which is full of like mud and debris and twigs comes crashing down on the head of this bear. Uh, not only causing like probably a tiny amount of pain because it's a bear, it's huge and it doesn't matter that much, but it sends a lot of like mud and twigs into the air and that gets on the bear's eyes sort of uh, disrupting like what they're able to see in the combat. Sounds good. Uh, the bear like tries to like claw it off uh, and stands on its hind legs, just like whoa, and like tries to like claw it off and tries to swipe at at Buggy and just completely just whiffs. <laughs> what a what a what a guy. Um, all right, uh, and that uh, makes it Aries' turn. All right. Um, so I think having, like, just basically gotten, like, tackled by this bear, it sounded like, uh, before the fight began, um, I think Deborah's mad, so she's gonna stand up as the bear is, like, trying to get all this mud and stuff out of its eyes, and just, like, hiss, and then just, like, come at it with just a big ol' bite. Just trying to, like, uh, yeah, bite its leg. Yeah. Uh, the bear just, like uh as soon as like she lunges forward the bear is going to get like the the gunk out of its eyes and uh try to bite your leg as well kind of like in a cool mirroring move uh it's like an uraburos except for the bear abilities or are you just i'm not using any abilities i'm just going for it 
Uh, and keep in mind also you can play more than one card if uh Okay, so I played a Jack. I also played a Jack. I played a four. <laughs> uh so you'll neutralize out. So it's kind of <clears> like <throat> a clash, like Well, it was pretty much how you described it actually. That you you just like snap at each other's heel. <laughs> yeah, we both we both try to bite and we both dodge. Yeah, we're gonna go to hidden luster. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we'll come back to the fight. So my goal at the moment, um, whilst this is happening, is to catch up with Magna, um, because my concern is that she has gone off on her own whilst we were doing shenanigans uh, yeah, and cool. put herself at risk without our protection. So I'm considering that... Yeah, pull in, a, pull in awareness. Nope. Uh, nope, nope, nope. That's well, Jack. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Super nope. <laughs> you. So you've lost her. Uh, you have no idea where she is, and that's very worrying. Yeah, I think I am just going to uh, turn to Taser. Say, Taser, uh, get up high. Look at uh, look around and see what you can see, and then I'm just gonna start yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like Magna, Magna. Uh, I mean, if uh, if Taze is going uh, high, you can pull for his awareness or her awareness as well. That's an ace. Uh, Taze's uh, awareness is nine, and she's yeah, she zooms up onto the ceiling, and she's just like hangs upside down classic sloth pose and then scans the area with her head yeah uh you're able to uh she's able to uh see magna uh it looks like she's uh found her way uh to like the basically in between two of the buildings uh against the mountain wall and seems to be using her device uh on on the wall Okay. Uh, yeah, I think uh, upon seeing this, Tezo just goes... <laughs> and points. points wildly. Uh, and and I rush over in, in the direction she's pointing at, and I'm just like, what on earth are you doing? It's, I, I, we, we, we're guarding you. Um, you're supposed to be... You're in danger. <laughs> I, I, I understand that. I was trying to, you know, change how my machine tracks things to try to find, you know, uh, some cold areas. Uh, maybe we could find where, where the baboon was. Ah, um, that's not necessary. Just, just, you know what? You're very hard to find here. You, you just stay right there and I'm going to stand here. <laughs> I'm just going to turn around and and try to look bodyguardish. Uh, and Tezo's just going to drop from the ceiling in that moment and land on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, let's get back to the fight. Uh, yeah. Uh, washer and uh, Buggy. Reveal! Uh, it is a five. I have a nine. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so you deal. Uh, so... Ha- so yeah, how are you? Uh, this is right after they just uh, missed each other with big, you know, mirrored bites. And so, how does uh, Buggy take advantage of this situation? Okay, um, so essentially at this point, uh, I, I think 
we've realized that even if we manage to keep pulling tricks on this opponent, they are physically superior to us. So there's no way that we can afford to fight on kind of like an even ground. Um, so what I think Buggy is doing, because this is a uh, technology fair, essentially, is looking around for a, a device that they can set off to like cause a little bit of chaos and maybe even provide us with a chance to escape. So I think um, we've got, we, we, we see Washer. Washer has picked Buggy's tail off their body uh, and is like looking around at different uh, devices and whatnot around them. And it, can there be like either some kind of train engine or, or automobile like on display somewhere nearby? Oh, of course. Why not, man? Uh, it's so cool. <laughs> Washer takes Buggy's tail and like uh, places it on like the delicate wiring on this expensive looking device. And all, all of a sudden there's this huge zap that like it probably gets washer a little bit too uh but it starts this engine moving and it moves across these like fledgling tents set up in this area and there's suddenly this giant wall of chaos that is like careening towards this area where we're fighting the bear yeah that's pretty cool uh, uh i'm gonna say that like at this point like people are obviously like fleeing the scene uh probably a good move yep uh and basically just giving you the space for uh for this fight and um you know the bear attempts to uh so we're spucking all this still just just attacking the bear uh yeah i i think buggy's body is like kind of, right now i guess just got his hands back so he's like scrambling around trying to avoid getting bit up by this bear yeah, and uh, and now also trying to avoid the careening vehicle engine. <laughs> yes, uh, and I think that like as like you're dodging, uh, you know the bear. The bear like goes and chases you, but like manages to like run right in front of uh, this motor vehicle. <laughs> Dear, yep, <laughs> and it kind of like slams into the bear, and the bear like flies across and slams into a. Uh, it slams into a lamppost and that lamppost like falls over. Uh, and you know, before this bear seemed, uh, basically like your normal bearkin. Uh, and, but as when it starts getting up, uh, you see that, uh, their eyes turn a, a wispy white and start, you know, smoking, uh, their claws start glowing and uh all of a sudden it has basically uh barding uh armor on their head its head and shoulders of a uh, gray stone uh, oh mm. don't like that and it roars uh at both of you uh airy oh goodness um so how uh like i know people are like kind of running away but like it has this whole situation like pushed it toward any people or anything at all or uh no i i'm for the sake of y'all uh <laughs> this fight is pretty contained between the three of you okay um so i think i think uh deborah's going to circle around um 
and just kind of try to get the drop on the bear from the side. Um, just like sort of not even necessarily like biting, like just like barreling into its side and like grabbing on to its torso with her claws. All right. And I, I played a 10. I played an eight. Oh no. I played a seven. So glad you had that 10. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, you, yeah, you managed to, uh, latch on, uh, and you know, kind of when possums latch on there, it's hard to get them off something. Yeah. Uh, she is just like clamped down, like on this bear's torso, just like, the bear can probably lift her like she's still smaller than a bear, even though she's pretty big, but she is just on its torso now. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it takes another uh, hit uh, back to uh, you. I was thinking we should get some coffee. Do you want coffee? <laughs> <laughs> With all the commotion happening, I think I am going to turn to Magda and say, I think we to get you and your invention out of here altogether to be honest with you it's it's not safe and i'm not sure how much i can take it off your hands and you see uh a uh you see a very tall skinny figure uh with a mess of black hair uh wearing a lab coat and underneath that lab coat a uh baggy ugly yellow green and orange sweater <laughs> and <laughs> Fashion victim! <laughs> what did your familiar just say? I'm, I'm sorry, I'm hard of hearing in this ear, what? I said I could take it off your- Oh, you're just kidding, right? I never kid. Uh, I leave that to my companions. Who are you? I'm Dr. Zachary Rivala. Ah. I'm here to take that device off your hands. Well, uh, I believe she's selling it. If you would like to make an offer, there's a booth at the front over there. Uh, I believe perhaps that bear may also be something that perhaps you or your associates would like to get under control first so we can have discussion like adults. Oh, do you like the bear? <laughs> Not especially, no. Oh, that was one of my better inventions. Invention, you say? Ah, yes, invention. I was able to tap into a local vein and channel its power through a bearkin. I don't think I like you very much. I don't really need to be liked, honestly. Hmm. Now hand over the device and nobody gets hurt. And then, like, through his lab coat, like, the baboon uh, speaks his head out and just goes like, eh! I think Tezo just responds. Yes, we've encountered your little friend already, and we weren't impressed the first time. Um, I told him to collect the device before, before freezing the cable, but he never listens. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's Magna doing right now? Uh, again, hyperventilating. Oh, bother. Um. Uh, please save me. Uh, yes, uh, is, is that... Uh, I think I'm just going to look over my shoulder and be like, is that thing turned on? Yeah, it's it's turned on. Do you think you can set it to output signals instead of just taking them in? Uh, it'll take a little bit. 
Okay, get on with it. Um, <laughs> and then I am going to turn back to the doctor and try to uh, continue to distract him with patter. Uh, and I am going to quickly mutter to Tezo and say, get over there and tell our friends what we know. Um, and so Tezo is going to rush across the room. Okay, uh, I'm gonna pull for his, uh, for his wit to see if he sees Tezo. Okay, I I'm going to pull for her agility also, if that's all right. Contested, uh, highest succeeds. Yes. Okay, that's a jack. I got a four. Yeah, I guess Tezo rushes across the room, uh, and uh, I th- I think she turns up just before your combat and screams. Thanks, Keizo. I guess it's back to Buggy then. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, do we draw new ha- hands now? That's if your what... hand is empty. Okay. Yeah. All right, yes. Buggy. This is. Oh, Buggy. Come on. Okay. Hoofa doofa. You still have two uh, uses of your uh, yeah, sabotage, you but just at lower would... level. Uh, that's right. Uh, we'll see what you got in that hand. I will use my sabotage. Are you going to use it at two? Uh, yes, I'm using it at two, which does the same thing as three, it looks like. But you could still use powers, which is the difference. At uh, at level three, you can't use powers at all. Oh, I, yeah. For level two, you can use powers still. Okay, so I can use powers. Uh, Okay, I have... This is so bad. Uh, I have a queen, a queen, a seven, and a two. Hmm. A queen, a queen, a seven, and a what? A two. Okay. I'm gonna have you use that two. Hmm. Yeah, we're gonna use that two. Hmm. I wondered. Hey, it could be you can make a queen and then make me waste my queen. Uh, anyway. That is true, but... You'd yes. have to have a king to... I'd have to have a king to do that, wouldn't I? Uh, well, before we flip, mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to uh, use one of the bear's abilities, uh, which Ooh. is a bash, uh, which allows it to play uh, one extra card this turn. Okay. And we flip. I have a two, a two and a queen. I have just a two. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, so Buggy gets dealt, uh, one damage, I think. What did the sabotage attempt look like? Because I want, uh, I desperately want the bear's bash to be in retaliation mid-sabotage. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, so I think, uh, what it is, is Buggy was, uh, like running around trying to distract the bear's snapping mouth while, uh, they're... A tail and like a foot were trying to crawl between the bear's legs with a rope to like trip it up and i think that just got noticed yeah i think that uh the bear like honestly uh, very unexpected uh the bear is gonna like put like rear up and then you know slam down and then like a bit of rock juts up from the ground underneath buggy and just kind of like like takes the air out of him. Hmm. It's a geokinetic bear. <laughs> Oofa doofa. Uh, and uh, let's go to 
Uh, Harry. All right. Um, so can I still assume that Deborah is just hanging off of the side of this bear at this point? Oh yeah, Deborah's there. <laughs> okay, so Deborah is still latched on, and she's just going to turn her head sideways and just try to bite its ribs. Yeah, like give it a super good bite. All right, I played a seven. I played a queen. Yeah, I figured. Okay, so I think what happens there is she like bites it, and then the bear just like like throws her off. Like yeah, uh, she just like goes like like into a heap in the corner, kind of thing. Yep, and I think that uh, when you do that, the bear is going to also swipe at you an additional time and uh, slam you right next to uh, Buggy and going to use the bear's level two bleed. So I do two extra damage to you, so you get dealt three damage. Oh my good golly gosh. Uh, Tezo is right there, so I am going to use her level two uh, block, which I use during an ally's turn, um, and after the cards have been turned over, uh, I block all damage to an ally. So um, can you describe to me what happened just then? So, yeah, so she went in for a bite on my neck uh, and uh, the bear was able to shake her off and then slam like while like she flew off, like hit hit her with a claw. Like, so just like a one two punch. Uh, So as those one two punch (laughs) happen, like the, the punch is swinging in for like an uppercut style swing. And from the shoulder of um, Airy, Tezo launches herself like a flying squirrel. And you just hear, (laughs) 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 So the uppercut comes flying in, and then um, Tezo is going to just land on the bear's fist and hug it. And so the bear's fist keeps going and it still collides, probably knocking Deborah back. But um, the full weight is absorbed by Tezo's body and just completely dissipated into nothing. She counters it with internal psychic vibrations. And so uh, Deborah simply bounces away harmlessly. Deborah looks very confused. <laughs> um, I think at this point, the bear is going to uh, like go to attack again, but then... Uh, you look down and its feet seem to be fused to the floor uh, as like it's slowly turning into more and more uh, rocks and earth. Yeah, it's like the vein is uh, taking over. Yeah, the vein is mad and doesn't want to be used this way. Yeah, so you could tell that uh, you have a chance to uh, calm down this vein and you, you you know that this is a thing that seekers do. Uh, yeah, uh, I think Tezo, like, <laughs> hanging on this bear's fist is going to do the thing where the sloth turns upside down, the head's just going to roll back and goes, <laughs> As it's, like, fl- being flailed around on this bear fist. Uh, this sounds like the job for a seeker. Uh, um, yeah, I don't actually know much about magic stuff. Uh, have you ever read anything about it? I have. 
It's very good. Sorry, I love that so much. <laughs> I think I'm going to use my scholar ability here, which is um, I can gain a plus one on an attribute chip when I'm uh, talking about or trying to do like an action that I prepared for with my research. Um, so given that I love stories about seekers and stuff, I think I've probably read a lot of stories about, you know, various ways of calming veins and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, pull me a, uh, a witch card, a wit, a wit. Okay. So with the plus one, my wit is a nine and I pulled a five. Toit? You have a book for this. Like, I, I don't think I have one like on me, but I think I've read one. If that, if that tracks. Yeah. Um, so I think like, I kind of like put my hands up and sort of like approach it like slowly. Um, like, I think I kind of put two and two together on like, oh, this is a vein kind of latching on to this bear and neither of them particularly probably want to be there right this second. Um, oh, goodness. Uh, so what you know about mountain veins specifically uh, from your reading is they are old because they're mountains. <laughs> they don't like they don't like sudden change. Uh they are very adamant and just want to be left alone. Gotcha. Like some veins are, you know, some veins are whimsical and, you know, mountain veins are like, no, just this is just this is not a here. sociable vein. <laughs> OK, so I think I just basically try to start talking to it and I just say, OK, listen, I I figured it out. You're you're a vein. You're a spirit. I. Look, I know that you want to be left alone. I know that you don't want to be here. You don't want to be fighting any of us. We are going to do everything we can. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that no one will ever disturb you. Please just calm down. Okay, pull me a charm card. Oh, that's a six and my charm's a ten. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think at this, the the uh, rocks that are coming out of these this bear's body uh, retreat back into it. And its eye eyes start glowing, and the bear just like breathes, uh, and like you know calms down, and then uh starts licking your hands. Oh, hey, buddy! I, I like <laughs> Tezo, just petting it. Tezo's just like once uh, Eri engaged, Tezo <laughs> like jumps down and starts dashing across the room back to. Uh, Back to me. <laughs> oh, hey, you're just a big old teddy bear, aren't you? I'm just like scratching mm-hmm. it under the chin. Oh. <laughs> he's he's a good guy. Uh, he kind of just like lays down, like kind of like, oh, man, what's a good, uh, you know, like Simba flumps in Lion King, just kind of like flumps on the ground next to you. Um. Oh, it took it took some damage in this fight, right? Yes. Okay, so I'm going to I'm going to call Deborah over um and uh I'm going to have her use her heal ability on it. Um now that it's like oh. calmed down and it's like oh. you know just just exhausted and stuff like I'm just like, "Hey Deborah, come come over here. Come over here. Can you fix this guy up for us?" And Deborah like sets her paw on the bear's like shoulder um and like a little like magic energy radiates from her paw. And it uh, heals the bear's wounds for three, if me- <laughs> if mechanically that matters. Yeah, that does. It's it's at full health, and it kind of falls asleep and starts breathing uh, quietly next to you. 
And then Aerie breathes a very big sigh of relief. (laughs) (laughs) And from the across the room you hear, Well, we're not going to not give you the device in a possibly maybe different awkward kind of um <laughs> uh doing my best to like carry my voice across the room and be like yes i am procrastinating why are you speaking so strangely <laughs> i'm friend i i told you i have difficulty with the hearing i thought perhaps my elocuting was helping you oh i get what you're trying to do you're trying to get me to admit my plan and maybe i'll be standing in front of a microphone or something (laughs) but you can't get me to do that i'm smarter than that that's that's good that's good that would be it would be a real shame were you to tell everyone your plan what 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 was it again uh i'm gonna have you pull me a charm card <laughs> love this love it's this game. this rules <laughs> it's an ace and my charm is a 10 okay oh, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah he goes uh wait were you not paying attention I'm 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 very sorry. It's just there was a lot of noise going on with the bear vein robot thing. It was very simple. I had my familiar try to steal the device. It, you know, all of you seekers were there, so instead he tried to kill you. Listen, that part I don't really understand. Uh, we we can hand wave that one. Uh, but then <laughs> I wanted to steal the device. You came up. Uh, you. I bribed the registration desk to tell them that I'm not here and uh, inform me if someone were to arrive searching for me. And then they sent my exper- my illegal experimental bear combined with... <laughs> and then just explains the whole thing. <laughs> yes, but how exactly were you hoping to leave with this? I was going to steal it from you right here, possibly killing you, and just leave, you know? I don't suppose you'd just consider skipping to the last part. Oh, I, well, I was going to use the device to seek out, uh, to seek out veins inside the mountains to put them into Animalkin, and, and to- Right. Of, of course, of course, of course. I, I'm afraid we can't allow you to do that. And I assume that at this point, uh, my, my cohorts have arrived hearing finding veins and attaching them to Animalkin. Yes. Wow, that's some plan. What? What is this? It, who's responsible for this small child? Ah, oh, that would be me. I, I take him everywhere, you see. Um... He has some rather useful abilities, and uh, it seems that your um, your illegal bear hasn't quite worked out as well as you anticipated. Um, I, I, I'm really at a loss for words, if I'm quite honest. Um, and I look over at Magna, and I'm like, don't worry about that reverse polarizing thing. It's really, it's not worth it. Oh, it's ready. <laughs> so, sorry? It's ready. Ah. Uh, I, I can I'm, do it. I, no, I don't no, think we need it. That's that's fine. That's 
Uh, okay. I was going. I was going to demolish a building. It's. 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 Don't worry uh, about oh, it. Oh, I understood. I understood what your plan was, and I guess we're yes, uh, um, just not doing it. Okay. Uh, well, now that it's a weapon, undo that because that's bad. Okay, um, I'll, I'll undo it. <laughs> Uh, only, just turn back to the criminal mastermind. Don't, don't, don't worry, don't worry, Mister Hidden. It is. It's only my life's work. Your 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 vain thing. Um, we we can't let you do that. Uh, yeah, that's bad. That was your illegal bear. That bear was very unhappy. You should be ashamed of yourself. Animal kids are smart, you know. Like you can't just go around hurting them for no reason. What's wrong with you? You can't do that to yeah. like normal animals either. Yeah. yeah, that's also true. You don't. You can't do yeah. that to anyone. Why would yeah. you do that? I think at this point, like the the crowd starts like coming and be like, "Yeah, that guy's pretty bad." Taylor's <laughs> <laughs> just like standing on your shoulder, um, like doing like a. Well, now everyone, I'm sure now that we've explained that using that device in that way would be unethical, even though it could lead to lots of power and profit. I'm sure he'll voluntarily stop doing what he was doing. Tazo throws her arms up in the air and goes, Uh, Yeah, the the guy goes, uh, Oh, yes, I have learned the error of my ways. I am a changed man. If you just let let me go, I promise never to do it again. Yeah, we're not buying that. Uh, And then you hear a voice just uh, just go uh, from the crowd, Stand aside, stand aside. Uh, and you see a wizened, light uh, brown, kind of uh, Latina-looking woman uh, with gray, short-cropped hair uh, on top of a purple horse. All right. Oh, my. Can somebody please tell me what's going on in my city? Illegal bears. This guy heard a bear. Ah, yes, a government official. Finally, we'll get somebody using a piece of uh, military technology in a responsible way. (laughs) I, for one, am expecting complete competence. So I take I take great lengths to explain what has been told to me verbatim. And also uh, I am probably i think tezo has maneuvered herself behind the doctor as though her tiny frame could possibly impede anyone oh i've got an idea how about she pulls his hands and like a sloth hangs down from them like handcuffs <laughs> i'm yeah i'm fine with that <laughs> she she rushes up behind him loops around his wrists and you just hear in the distance busted that's very cute Mm -hmm. oh okay Uh, I see what's going on here Uh, illegal bears well sir you've ruined the festival we're gonna take a couple days to clean it's gonna take a couple days to clean up not only that you've committed crimes both ethical and legal I thought they were just great (laughs) they're great crimes um it's like, you're going away for a long time, and... And the baboon slinks out the bank. You know, she calls some city guards to uh, to lead him away, and uh, just goes, and you three stopped him, right? Yes. Yes, we did. Well, I think that calls for 
Uh, a celebration. Oh, I thought you were going to say citation. Thank goodness. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, yes, you've definitely caused massive amounts of uh, public damage, damage to the community. <laughs> collateral damage. Yeah. You caused massive collateral damage. It was kind of the bear's fault. Yeah, I was going to say it's not it's not your fault. I'm glad you see it that way. Deborah is very sorry. I think uh, after all of this settles down, um, uh, Ari goes and approaches Magna and uh, asks if she wants to go and get dinner. Magna um, just goes, oh, um, you, um, uh, Magna, yeah, you're blowing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then duck, duck quacks. That sounds like a yes to me. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, duck. Yes, I will have dinner with you. Fantastic. So then we go and we go off to have a little dinner date. So um, before before you head off, uh, I, I think uh, Washer catches up with uh, Ari and goes, uh, hey, um, so I noticed that the, the book learning that you did was actually really helpful uh, on today's adventure. And I was wondering if maybe... I could borrow a book from you so I could do some book learning and, and maybe learn some things that way instead of <gasps> not from books. I would, I would I'd love, I would love to help you with that. Uh, you know what? Here, let me, let me dig something up here. And I, I dig around in my bag for a second and I pull out a book, which is uh, titled Healing the World. Um, it's my favorite book. And I sort of hand that to him and say, this is uh, my favorite book. It's the book that really got me into books. Um, I think you might really enjoy it. It's a lot of stories about seekers. And actually, the story that helped me here was from this book. So that that sounds great. Thank you so much, Ari. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Washer grabs the book, immediately runs off uh, with Buggy trailing behind. And we can see that like he goes down to a bench somewhere in the square cracks open the book and immediately falls asleep after reading like a sentence or two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a good boy. It's progress. <laughs> it's not fixed, but it's progress. Listen, hey, book learning's not a, not for everyone, and that's okay. I think Hidden Luster's end credit cut scene is a silhouette, but it's a silhouette of him with Tezo on his shoulder walking down the mountain. <laughs> Just hoof. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I think that uh, for the... I want to have a scene that's uh, the festival, uh, everything is cleaned up, uh, and... It's very end of A New Hope, uh, <laughs> where all of you uh, get medals from the mayor. Are you sure you don't want to do End of Empire and we all get hands? <laughs> you all get metal hands. Uh, no, I want to do yes. the end of. I want to do the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith, where you all get. Babies. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> uh, yeah, so you all God, get that medal. Date just got ruined. <laughs> yeah, so you you all do get medals, uh, and uh, the mayor just goes, "Behold, the seekers, uh, the saviors of the Texabition." Uh...
<laughs> and it's it's worse because now I have to include it whenever I give my official titles. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and I think that at that point the bear growls like Chewbacca. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna say that that Debra hisses, but that's also good. Oh, I adore good, that. Good, good. We should do end of session things just so we can say that we did them. Yeah, we should. Uh, at the end of session, I will uh, ask these questions, and we will see if you mark any advancements. And if you think you did. Uh, so did any of you take steps? Uh, I think I did. I think this is a heck of a story to tell. <laughs> since uh, since Ari is very interested in telling stories and knowing stories, like this is a story that she can actually tell about herself. Uh, I did not in any way pursue my calling of bonding with Tezo. I think <laughs> Tezo did her own thing the entire time, and I just kind of got in the way, honestly. I understand why it's a life pursuit. It seems like it's actually mm-hmm. difficult. Yeah, weird. Um, as far as me, my, my calling, uh, I seek to learn new things and open new possibilities. I, I think I did do that. Yeah, you 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 almost read a book. (laughs) (laughs) That counts. Um, Did any of you fulfill your promise? Uh, My promise was to educate the ignorant, and I definitely did not teach anyone anything. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least nobody learned anything from me at any point in time. (laughs) (laughs) I think you facilitated part of the lesson that I learned. <laughs> that might have been more Aries' lesson, but I think you were part of it. Part of it. Yes, you were a B boy skeleton to that learning moment. <laughs> um, what about everyone? What uh, promise to your calling? Um, uh, I my did not. Is... Yeah. Okay. No one did. My 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 promise. Uh, use my knowledge to build easier lives for common people. Absolutely not. I broke a cable car. <laughs> that doesn't help anybody. <laughs> you, you, you. <laughs> well, you improved a cable car. You sped it up. I did and... speed it up. Uh, I did sort of overlook like the design element of it moving slowly, allowing the pieces to stay together, though, that, which is <laughs> that kind is, of a critical oversight. <laughs> I mean, when you consider that the cable was already falling apart, you really did them a favor. Because you forced them to do the maintenance that was required. Um, Did your familiar triumph over a particularly difficult foe? I like to think Tezo did ever so briefly triumph over a foe in that she stopped Deborah from taking massive damage from the enemy crab. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would say that you all played your part. Um, I think Deborah failed to... Oh, really? You think Deborah failed? I don't know that Debra failed. I think Debra, Debra, like, I tried very hard. Um, and, like, would have gotten very beat up if not for, uh, for Taze's very good, uh, interruption there. Well, if you don't want to give yourself AP for that, I'm not gonna say that you did, but you could've. You know, I just, I just don't think that my familiar specifically did. I think the, the real triumph was, was more, uh, was more airy. Airy. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, that's fair. Um, similarly, I, I, I don't think, I think Buggy, you know, held his own, but I wouldn't call it a triumph. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you, did any of you fail a check at a crucial moment driving your determination to not fail again? 
So many. <laughs> so um, many times. So many critical moments uh, that drove my determination not to fail again. They didn't prevent me from failing again, but they did drive my determination not to. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that counts. Um, yeah, Hidden Luster did not give up. <laughs> He kept on trying because he was just determined not to fail. Uh, and yet, nope, he just was just not landing those anythings. Uh, he was desperate to help in some way, shape or form and was just completely inept the entire way. <laughs> uh, Peridot, how about you? Yeah, I mean, I don't think that I failed any like particularly critical checks aside from maybe the aforementioned getting beat up by a bear. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like i think i think if i had gotten hit there it would have driven my determination but i don't think it actually did in this case uh because i kind of got out scot-free despite failing mm -hmm. yeah uh and as for me yeah the whole thing was a cakewalk and you know Walker <laughs> did a lot of risky things and never sort of they learned all the succeeded <laughs> listen what did washer learn what i do works yeah <laughs> Lund, you miss every shot you don't, you take. don't take so uh, take Washer all rules. the shots yeah this reckless quality is just really working out for him mm -hmm. <laughs> being a seeker <laughs> is real easy real easy guys uh simple stuff uh did any of you experience something in it integrally important to who your character or familiar is in a profound way for example, you a, a loved one. You did give a kid a book. That's sharing knowledge. I'm, that's, I, share, yeah, I, I share stories. That's something that's important to me as a character. I yeah, I feel like yeah. for real. <laughs> yeah, like, that 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 seems very justifiable. Where me, on the other hand, I feel like I'm on the precipice of that, but I clearly have not learned that lesson or any, <laughs> any of critical lessons yet. Uh, I don't think Hidden Luster experienced anything. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he just was like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't let the children decide who we work for. Um, Hidden Luster's very bad vacation. Hey, listen. <laughs> you learned that you really, really hate cable cars. That's true. <laughs> yeah, the, I wouldn't, I don't know that it was integrally important to my character, but writing the cable car probably was an integrally important experience for Tezo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah yeah tezo unfortunately learned that they love cable cars <laughs> <laughs> i think tezo would love anything that was moving faster than hidden luster which is not a lot of things. not a super high yeah. bar you've been listening to voices at play building a table for everyone Please join us for the upcoming Roundtable episode, where we discuss the game we've been playing and our experiences with it. If you've enjoyed the game we're playing, and it sounds like it might be a good fit for you, please check the links in the show notes and on our website, where you can find a direct route to order a copy for yourself and get playing today. Voices at Play is completely not-for-profit, but it does incur costs. This show is brought directly to you by the generosity and support of listeners like yourself, who support us on our Patreon. $1 pledges are the lifeblood that make this project work. So if you're able, please head over to patreon.com forward slash voices at and pledge to join our little community, working to make the tabletop role-playing space a more diverse, vibrant, and inclusive place for all. 
Until next time, we'll just keep on playing. Thank you.